Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Podcast, the only podcast with two twins who are here without Tim today. That's right. No Tim here today. Not at all. Uh, as you saw, we released a waiver video on Tuesday. We had a pretty odd schedule this waiver week. Waiver podcast. Podcast, yes. We had an odd schedule this week, so we had to work around some scheduling issues. So we can only bring you one episode today, but we will still get to every game and every player. That's why we released Tuesday's episode as well, to give you as much content as we can get you this week in this strange week for us. Tim will be back next week. Yeah. Still two podcasts. Tim will be back next week. Don't worry. So, first game of the week. This Doing this a little late. We're actually... When we release this, the game's probably going to be starting. Yeah. So, I guess we'll keep the discussions to a minimum to a about minimum. this game, relatively. Yeah. But, um... I have huge implications on this game in my main fantasy league. I have Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, and Todd Gurley all going tonight. I'm expecting 100 points from the bunch. That's right. I said it. Four people. Four players on a Thursday night. Usually, I'd be upset about it, but the uh, Vikings and Rams are, I'm thinking it's going to be more high scoring than you'd expect because the Rams have the best offense in the league, and... They're also so they should be able to score on Minnesota, and the Rams are also down to Lieben Peters, which means the Vikings should have an easier time scoring on the Rams. So I think it's going to be more high scoring than usual Thursday night football games. There are definitely a lot of fantasy viable options here today. Yeah, love me some Robert Woods. We have him ranked as a wide receiver two this week. Last week, he went off for two touchdowns, over 120 yards. I said I loved him on the pod last week and on Twitter. I tweeted out about him that worked great Todd Gurley is Todd Gurley as always Cooper Cup has a I, I, don't, I don't love Cooper Cup this week I agree we both have Cooper Cup as the third of our Rams receivers I feel like that's generally how we're going to be ranking it all year we because Cooks Coop- and Woods might end up being a toss-up but Cooper Cup is he's the least volume of the receivers if you look at uh, the last three games every game is targets per route run has gone down so he's running the same amount of routes, but he's just getting less targets. Yeah, Woods was the most is the most target receiver. Cooks is the bigger biggest play receiver. And then Cooper Cup's a touchdown. He's guy. more the touchdown guy. But so that also makes him more touchdown or bust. And you got to think he's gonna have Xavier Rhodes on him now and then as well because the Rams move around the receivers, which obviously you don't like to see. Brandon Cooks, I think, is a nice play as well. He, uh, if defensive pass interference is counted as yards, he'd be leading the league in yards by far. Brandon He's Cooks, doing yeah. it all. I'm not I'm not a Brandon Cooks fan, but Sean McVay knows how to use his weapons, and he is using Brandon Cooks perfectly. Jared Goff leads the league in completions over 10 yards. Yeah. It's, it's a very explosive offense. Yeah, they're doing Jared Even with Goff. all these penalties and these missed chances with Robert Woods that we talk about. Robert Woods is one of the league leaders in air yards. Yeah. Uh, he has 39, excuse me, 38 targets on the year as well. Uh, t- sorry. 10, 9, and 9. 28 targets on the year. So we like Woods and Cooks as wide receiver twos. Cooper Cup, more of a wide receiver three. Looking at the other side, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, these are two wide receiver one twos. I have Adam Thielen as my wide receiver. Let me open up our rankings. I think we agree this week, Thielen. Thielen is emerging as the wide receiver you want. BrotoFantasy.com. And that's exactly what I said was going to happen prior to the season, all right? 
Diggs Welcome still has folks. the highest ceiling per game, though. Eh, if Thielen finds end zone, because he leads the, M- the NFL in targets. He's at he has 44. at least 12 every game. He's at 40, 44 targets on the season, three three games, which is absurd. One of two receivers with 100 yards in every game with Juju Smith-Schuster. He uh, He's Kirk Cousins' go-to target in a game where I expect him to be passing a lot without Tlaib and Peters on the field, and they still got Donald and Sue up front, so no need to force the hand on the running game and you could just pass yeah the rams players uh cornerbacks right now are sam shields and troy hill not names that sam shields is known as a guy who is supposed to be good but just kept getting beat he keeps getting opportunities and it's not working out for him not names that scare you and with dalvin cook dealing with an injury and yeah with dalvin cook dealing with an injury they're probably gonna want to throw on this team that you probably wouldn't have thought that would be the case before the injuries. Yeah. So, Thielen, we have as our wide receiver six this week. He should be a target monster again if he finds the end zone. It's icing on the cake. Diggs we have as our wide receiver 14 overall. High-end wide receiver two. He uh, he had a bad game last week, as did every single uh, Minnesota player except Thielen. Adam Thielen. Which, shout out to Thielen for that. But he should bounce back against the Rams, like we said, without Tlaib and Peters. I feel like Cousins will find him. I think Cousins has a nice bounce back, bounce back game as well. I think I'm a little higher on Cousins than you are this week. Oh no, actually, no, you I have like a seven. Cousins. I have an eight. Yeah, I'm, we're, I'm I'm big fan of Cousins this week. We're I'm, generally higher on Cousins than the rest of the industry for this week. Yeah, Jared People, Goff is someone that I don't love this week. The Minnesota defense is not one that you like to attack. Josh Allen got most of his points running last week. Uh, Jared Goff's not really a runner. Uh, and last season, Jared Goff was not a quarterback one when he played the um, Vikings. So it's just not a good matchup for Goff. Goff excels more against bad defenses. I think this will be more of a game where he relies on Gurley to score the touchdowns, even if Goff uh, throws for some yards. So him I have outside of my quarterback one area. Kirk Cousins I like as a quarterback one, though. Yeah, same here. Uh Cousins should have a lot of passing opportunities today. I like Dalvin Cook as a high-end running back two area type of guy. Might be a bit touchdown or bust with coming off the injury. There's obviously some risk. I'm a little higher than him on him than you are, but I think he's going to be involved in the passing game. I think the Vikings are going to get some red zone opportunities. So I'd, if I owned him, I'd definitely I'd take the shot on him this week as long as he suits up, which it's looking like. I expected him to after... They sat him against Buffalo, which ended up probably not being the best idea. Yeah, they're going to want to win this game, so they're going to use their best players. And then ending off this game that we probably spent a little too much time on considering it's going to be played in a couple hours. True. Kyle Rudolph, you got to start as a tight end. That's right. All right, that's enough set for him. So let's get into our first Sunday game. Um, Texans at Colts. The Texans definitely an underachieving team so far. Yeah, for sure. They 0-3 is not a good look for a team with an up-and-coming quarterback, but their offensive line is a joke. Their defense has not been good at all. But uh, this game, I I think the Texans pull out. I think it's another Deshaun Watson-type game where he starts slow and then has a huge second half. Okay. I mean, four of his five touchdowns this season have been in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So starting slow is definitely something that he's been doing. Yeah. Um, For Nuke and... Will Fuller. I'm I'm a big fan of Will Fuller this week. He every time he plays a Watson, he's basically 100 yards and or a touchdown. Usually both. So he's 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 a stud with Deshaun Watson. I'm a big fan of him this week. A little less in love with DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think he has the ceiling that you'd expect in a game against the Colts. 
the Colts defense has actually been really, really good to start the year. They have given up the least amount of points to fantasy wide receivers besides the Rams this year. And the Rams have Tlaib and Peters. The Colts do not, which is, I mean, definitely not something that you would have expected to say in the beginning of the year. The Colts secondary is top two. You also got to look at who they've played so far. They've played the Bengals, who put up 34 against them. So the Bengals had success against them in the air. And then the Redskins, who only put up nine points. Alex Smith is a dink and dunk passer. He didn't have success in that area of the field. And then the Eagles, with Carson Wentz's first game back. Again, not really a wide receiver attacking offense. They were using their tight ends a lot. So you're dealing with a quarterback who doesn't really like to throw far and a quarterback coming off injury who probably had his reservations about throwing far too. So I'm not really going to look too deep into their defense so far. I think this will still be a good matchup for Fuller and Hopkins. I'm firing them up. And I'm also firing up Deshaun Watson. I'm not intimidated by the Colts defense. I feel like two weeks is a small sample size at three weeks. And if you're looking at, well, two weeks, they've been good. So technically, two-week sample size, I just, I'm not buying it. I think it's more of a who-they've-been-playing type situation. Yeah, I can see that. The The Texans are also averaging 12 more pass plays per game compared to running plays. So they're, they're obviously a pass-first team with Deshaun Watson at the helm. And then with that in mind, I guess we'll finish off the Texans with Lamar Miller. Uh, he's been a running back, too, every week. That's exactly eh. what you expect from him. Eh. A back-end running back, too. He's been he's been slacking more than we expected, but he has a he has a solid shot at a good game here. But we could have said that about any week, basically. So we'll see how it goes for Lamar Miller. Not in love with him, but if you have him, you probably have to play him. Jason's higher on him than I am this week, but we have him overall at a, as our running back seventeen. Uh, we're not going to start Ryan here. Griffin. No, uh, Bruce Ellington hit the IR. He's out the rest of the year. So we move on to the Colts, who don't really have a lot of viable options so far this year, which is a little strange to say about the Colts when you're talking about Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck at the helm. But Andrew Luck has basically been Alex Smith these first few games, and uh, he hasn't passed quarterback 20. So what say you about Andrew Luck? I say don't start him. Yeah, um, there's been I've seen a bunch of questions on Twitter about Andrew Luck, and I don't see how you could possibly start him. The no, way he's been playing. There's he's no at, reason. To. Well, he, I think he put up like 12 or 13 points in back-to-back weeks. And it's not like it's not like it's Andrew Luck of old where if he has a bad week, you could expect 27 points the next week. They took him out to let Jacoby Brissett throw a Hail Mary at the end of the game last week, which is just not good. It's and not they, a good sign for Andrew they Luck's arm. mentioned that? Have they discussed it at all, the coaches or anything? Because I would have liked them to come out and say it's because we were scared of injury on a stupid play like that. I'm pretty sure they said that they just wanted Brissett, like to chuck it down there instead of luck. Because like, I honestly think that's not a measures. bad idea in general, having your backup quarterback throw Hail Marys. It seems like a stupid play for someone to get injured. That's true. But uh, Luck said that he could have easily made the throw, which obviously he's going to say that, though. You're not going to have a starting quarterback come out and say, I can't throw 50 yards, guys. Don't play that deep against me, or he's not going to get any room at all. Uh, for on the wide receiver side, T.Y. Hilton had his first uh, game last week where he slacked, but it's been more uh, more touchdown or more touchdown for T.Y. Hilton he's than usual. A, he's basically a volume possession receiver. He's 
he's turning into Jarvis Landry. Yeah, that's how it's been the first few games. I'm not super worried about it. He does have double-digit targets in every single game, a touchdown in two of them. Last week was his first mediocre game where he had seven and a half points this week. Houston doesn't have a overwhelming secondary. He should be able to find some space. Wouldn't be surprised if he finds the end zone again. I would like to see Andrew Luck throw the ball downfield, maybe hit T.Y. Well. Hilton on a streak for 40 yards or so. Uh, who knows if that's going to happen, but as long as you have T.Y. Hilton, he should remain a solid wide receiver too. He's just missing that wide receiver one upside that we've seen in the past. Yeah, if Luck is able to hit him downfield again, and he's used in the red zone and as a possession receiver as well, look out. And lastly, Colts running backs. I don't want to touch any of them. How about you? Uh, if I had to choose, I'd go Jordan Wilkins. He seems to feel like he'll get the most work this week. Naheem Hines, pass catching. Marlon Mack, if he plays, he's just going to probably get the same amount of carries as Wilkins. But if I had to choose, I'd start Wilkins this week. It's not great for any of them. I wouldn't want to touch anyone in the backfield. Ryan Grant, um, we didn't discuss. True. He, he's he's saved two of, two of his weeks with touchdowns. I feel like he's he's also been a touchdown or bust type of guy. It's not like he has a huge ceiling. So if you have buys, maybe you could put him in your flex. But ideally, you don't want him in your lineup. Ideally, you don't want Ryan Grant yeah. in your lineup. Yes. And then also we forgot about Eric Ebron. Uh, if Jack Doyle's out, you got to fire up Ebron. He played eighty eight percent of the snaps and saw eleven targets last week, including three end zone targets. So while uh, he disappointed last week, the opportunity was there. This is. It's kind of like how we uh, talked about Ricky Seals-Jones getting all the snaps and not producing. And then next week, Ricky Seals-Jones had like a 30-yard touchdown. Yeah. So uh, I initially ranked it. I'm going to have to update the rankings. I initially ranked it as if Jack Doyle was playing. That's one downside of creating rankings, rankings on, on, a, on a Tuesday or Wednesday. But, yeah, I'm going to have to bump Ebron up because uh, Houston is not an overwhelming opponent by any means. Um so, Ebron should should have his a fix set up for him. Yeah, uh, Ebron top ten play if Doyle's out. Next up, Bills at Packers. Bills so at let's Packers. Just talk Packers about the, Brown. Remember let's that? talk about the Bills real quick. A team that it's basically ignored for fantasy Man, purposes. I just want to say something about the Bills real quick because they have one solid game against Minnesota, and people are just acting like they're a solid team now. Like, Green Bay defense isn't in the top five defenses in places I've looked. Like, they it doesn't are. make any sense. I'm, I'm saying gen- they should be. Yeah, clearly. I'm picking up Green Bay defense and starting them wherever I can. I'm actually on a... I got rid of Green Bay defense because I liked Cleveland against Oakland. But I Won't think argue both there. are top five places I don't, I don't like choosing the defenses against Oakland just because they move so slow. They just they chew up the clock position and they have less opportunity to make plays. Makes sense. So, anyone on the Bills... Uh, LaShawn McCoy may be playing. He's expected to be back. But uh, you would think he's going to be a little limited with a rib injury. Before he was injured, Chris Ivory was already getting goal line carries. And if the Bills are chasing points in this game, the likelihood that LaShawn McCoy plays a lot isn't too good. So what's up with LaShawn McCoy this week? Um, LaShawn McCoy is limited. He was wearing a non-contact jersey during practice. Green Bay is not a not a bad opponent for a running back by any means. It's a it's an opponent. They're giving up almost five yards per carry. Yeah, you'd you'd like your running back going up against Green Bay, but like you said, if he does suit up, I don't see how he gets the 
workhorse carries that you expect LaShawn McCoy to get, he could do some work pass catching, maybe steal a touchdown and make him flex or RB2 worthy, but I, I'm not trusting him as my running back one or two this week. I'd trust him more as a flex option. Even then, I'm iffy about it. We have him as our running back 28 overall. I think that's a good spot it's, for him. Yeah, just because the upside is always there with Shady McCoy. He could break out two long runs for two touchdowns and win you your week as well. So it's it's an iffy situation for sure. And then shout out to Josh Allen, who's coming into two quarterback relevancy because of his legs. Had a couple of rushing touchdowns last Dude, week. Dude, he just hurdled Anthony Barr like it was nothing. Straight up hurled him. And then it he was, it was beautiful. dove like sp- uh, Superman for the touchdown. Yeah. So you can't really ignore uh, rushing like that in two quarterback leagues. Still not one quarterback eligible. Because he did. What are the odds he has two rushing touchdowns? He did have or, 10 rushes for 40 yards and two touchdowns. So something to that's keep an like, eye that's on. That's like Garrett Blunt numbers. Week. 10 yeah. rushes, 40 yards, two touchdowns. That's great. Yeah. That's about it for the Bills. Let's go to the... Um, not starting Calvin Benjamin. No, let's go to the Packers. The Packers Rodgers has barely been holding on to quarterback one play so far this year. So I have him at five, while you have him at one. I do. Um, it's still Aaron Rodgers, and it's still the Buffalo Bills. That's basically why I have him as my number one quarterback. He really he's coming argue. off a down week where they lost to the Redskins by a solid amount. Definitely not a Aaron Rodgers, Packers-esque type game. And the Bills are coming in all hot as if they're the as if they're shit now because they beat the Vikings. And I just I just don't see it happening at all. I'm a, I think the Packers basically blow them out as the Bills got blown out in every game besides last week. I agree. I just think it's a little frightening for Aaron Rodgers because he's hurt. So if they take a big lead, why risk making him make plays? Rather him just throw the ball, throw some slant, stuff of that sort. So, and he's also playing hobbled and hasn't been great, even though his supporting cast dropped a lot of balls last week. Yeah. So, I think his ceiling is a little limited in what seems to be a great matchup. Yeah. I, uh, can, I can see that. Looking at the pass catchers, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, I'm a little bit weary of. Um you always get the the big time names who you I have you have him at six I have him at ten. He's going up against Tre'Davious White, who was a rookie last year, performed very well, and is continuing that play into this year. He uh he's seventh in the league in yards per reception allowed. He um he's he's not getting targeted a lot because he's locking down his receivers. Basically, he's only given up ten receptions on the season. Uh, Devontae Adams. Got one thing to say to you, though. We've seen Devontae. He, he beat. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care. Yeah, Devontae Adams beat Xavier Rhodes already earlier in the year for a touchdown in the Minnesota game. I'm not saying Jadavious White's going to lock down Devontae Adams. I'm just saying I think he's more of a lower end wide receiver one than a big time. I think you're boom. seeing that Devontae Adams is pretty touchdown dependent, like I was saying before the season. Shut up. He With is. Touchdown dependency. When was the last time you went over 100 yards? This week. No, I don't expect he's him to go over 100 yards this week. No, he's not. Uh, looking at the other side, Randall Cobb has not been great. Honestly, outside of a 75-yard catch and run, he'd be a waiver wire candidate. I was going to say, if he didn't have a 75-yard touchdown, I wouldn't be surprised so, if he was on the waiver wire. I would prefer Geronimo Allison, who has at least 12 points in every game and is the favorite of the two to score a touchdown he was also randall cobb was also added to the injury report today with a hamstring injury which it's just a commonplace thing 
now for Randall Cobb to be on the injury report, which is not good. We have Allison at 44, Cobb at 48. I think that's where they belong. Yeah, Allison is still I, – I think he should be owned everywhere. I think he's a solid flex play. Still a little too a little too risky for me to put him in my wide receiver three uh, role. He only had four targets last week despite having the big-time touchdown. You can't expect that to happen every week. But he is in a good situation because, like I said, Jadavious White is more than likely going to shadow Devontae Adams, which should give Geronimo Allison a, a good amount of work this weekend. So keep keep him keep him in mind. Uh, Jimmy Graham, the Bills have allowed 213 yards and a touchdown to tight ends to start the season. Jimmy Graham's work has been getting a little bit uh, higher. He has had an uptick in started. targets. Yeah. So I think this is a solid time to fire up Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I mean, if you have Jimmy Graham, you have to start him cause just because of the tight end landscape. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's our tight end six. He's he's getting a lot of work in the middle of the field. Maybe a reason why Cobb is getting less work, but he this is definitely a good matchup for him. Yeah. And lastly, the Green Bay running backs, just like the Indy running backs, I don't want a part of it. Aaron Jones, baby. If I had to choose one, it's Where clearly Where is the Aaron coaches Jones. are saying Aaron Jones is looking explosive? Uh, if you're going to choose one for fantasy purposes and have to start one, I think it's obviously Aaron Jones. Yeah. Do you want to start one of them right now with the question marks surrounding them? I don't think so. I've I've always been on the Aaron Jones bandwagon, though. Aaron Jones has taken only over. played 17 snaps last week, though. Yeah, and he turned those 17 snaps into... He did have a reception. He also had six rushes for 42 yards, which is... He's the best running Nowhere back. near the production level in a good way that Jamal Williams and Todd Montgomery were producing. It's he is much. definitely the best running back on the team. I expect him to get double-digit carries this week and by next week be the lead back there. Uh, I own Aaron Jones in a few leagues. I stashed him. I also promoted. I was a proponent of trading for him. If you could on the cheap, I still would. If you can before Sunday, get him cheap. Don't overpay for him, but... I'd, I'd do it. Go grab him. Like I offered Chris Godwin for him because I'm stacked at receivers. All right. Uh, moving on to the next game. Buccaneers at the Bears. Fitzmagic. Uh, Bears. First ever quarterback to throw for 400 or more yards. In three straight games. He's playing the Bears. This will probably be the toughest defense he's played so far. Uh, what are we looking at with Ryan Fitzpatrick? I think it is tough. It's a tough spot for him because you don't want to sit him. We both have him as a quarterback one. You have him at six. I, I have him at 11. I'm a little high. weary. It's a tough matchup. But, I mean, three 400-yard games in a row is not something to ignore. Yeah, dude. There's there's basically – I mean, it looks like Fitzmagic is going to be the starter going into the week. He's getting more practice reps. So, as of right now, we're just going to act like he's a starter. Three straight games of 400-plus yards. He's just throwing the ball all over the field. It's not like they're not trying to run. They are, but – Peyton Barber is just not getting any space at all. He's top 10 in the league in rushing attempts, and he doesn't have a touchdown or more than, like, 50 rushing yards in a game. Peyton Barber needs to not be started. Yeah, basically. And so they're just going to have to keep passing the ball. What does scare me a little bit about Fitzpatrick, I probably would have had him higher, is the fact that the Bears' offense is trash, so I don't see them having to keep up in a shootout. So that, like, they have with the Saints, per se, and... Uh, last week, the the Steelers. So, I feel like his 400-yard potential isn't there this week. But I can still three see like 300 yards and two or three touchdowns because I don't see them rushing in a touchdown. 
Anytime so soon. on that note, you're probably high on his pass catchers. Uh, Mike Evans has at least five catches in all of Ryan Fitzpatrick's starts. Not even this season, just always with the Buccaneers. Fitz loves his number one guy. So Mike Evans, Mike he's, Evans is becoming like the Irvin Santana of the NFL, where he's just year, on year, and off year, every year because he is off to a tremendous start this year. He's, he's a, basically he's, a back end wide receiver one when Fitz is playing. Yeah, I mean he's been a top five wide receiver so far this year. He's been efficient. He's been getting yards, touchdowns. I mean, there's nothing really bad you can say about Mike Evans to start the year. We prefer Chris Godwin over Deshaun Jackson. Godwin has five targets in the red zone within the 10. The rest of the Bucks team has five targets within the 10. Godwin yeah. is the red zone piece there. Deshaun Jackson is more boom bust. So we like Godwin as a wide receiver three flex play a little more than we like Deshaun Jackson as the same type of player. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, as always, is boomer bust. Last week, he was brought back down to earth as a bust. Let's see if he's boomer bust this week. I'd trust him more as a flex than a wide receiver one, two, or three this week. Uh, and then O.J. Howard. He's putting himself into must-start territory. Uh, yeah. Cameron Brate's taking a back seat. Fitz is actually using his tight ends a little bit more. O.J. Howard's production's gone up every game, so... You got to fire up O.J. Howard in a weak landscape of tight ends. A second-year Howard was someone I was interested in coming into the year, and it's it's looking good. Gotta Moving on to up. the other side, uh, even in a what seems to be easy matchup, Mitchell Trubisky is just not startable. This guy nope. doesn't have a game where he's thrown more than one touchdown in his career yet, which it's is ugly. just blasphemy. Uh, so moving past that, if we're looking at his pass catchers, now – Allen Robinson seeing 60% of his targets. You have to start him, right? He's also working out of the slot more, which with Anthony Miller gone, he'll probably work there even... Well, he's working out of the slot a lot, and now with Anthony Miller on IR, he's probably going to come out of there even more. That is why I like a different Bears receiver this week. Michael's making fun of me because I'm starting Oh, here we go. Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel is a sleeper of the week in my eyes. He has... He has around seven targets in every game. He has... Uh, he's been up to 10 targets in one game. Anthony Miller's now sidelined. The Tampa Bay defense is giving up top five worst points to wide receivers in the league. Uh, this is a game where Taylor Gabriel, he's going to get looks. He just has to break one open, and he has that potential. Last week when I touted Taylor Gabriel as a sleeper of the week, he went and scored a 40-yard touchdown. So I hope the same thing happens for you this week, bro. Did he? He did. I, I last year, me. dude. You said last week. Oh, last year. Sorry about Thank that. You. Say he didn't Sorry about that. Against the Lions. The Detroit Lions. So, Allen Robinson is a nice play this week. I'm always... I think people are a little too high on him just because he still has Mitch Trubisky throwing to him, even if his, he's getting the targets. So, it's not like he's not getting targeted. Just Mitch Trubisky isn't very good. We still have him as a wide receiver, too, though. Jordan Howard, I'm not in love with because if the Buccaneers take a big lead... uh. Howard's going to get less work. You think it's going to be a game where the Bucks take a big lead, though? For some reason, people are choosing the Bears to win. I don't see it at all. They have a great defense. I don't think they're going to let the game get too out of hand. Jordan Howard's seeing the work. He's going to see targets, too. I think he's a good play this week. Yeah, uh, I think you're a bit higher on him than I am. Let's see. You have him as your ninth Nine running back. I'm him as 12. Still, still RB1, though. And then lastly, Trey Burton. Uh, he had his best game last week, the Tampa Bay defense is one of the worst in the league when it comes to defending the tight end so fire up Trey Burton you drafted him in the tight end what five to seven area 
maybe a little later if you got lucky. Yeah. And that's basically where he's settling in. So I mean, he's went four for fifty-five last year. Nothing last week. Excuse me. Nothing crazy. That's but been one of his best games, and in the tight end landscape, you take that. Yeah, it's because Trubisky can't get past his first read. He's just he's not great. All right, that's it for that game. Moving on up to the Dolphins at the Patriots, the three and O Dolphins. M I A Miami going up against the one and yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. the Patriots are one and two. Guys, I'm telling you right now, I'm not like a DFS connoisseur. That's a degeneration bet type thing. So check that out if you want the real facts. But I'm just letting you know, I think Chris Hogan is a million dollar maker this year, this week. I keep getting year and week mixed up. What the fuck's wrong with me? I think Chris Hogan wins some of the million bucks. He's going to be low-owned because his targets and overall production are low. But Tell me more. The Patriots have been a terrible offense to start the year. Tell me more. It's you'd ex- You don't expect that to happen, but you got Chris Hogan, who's supposed to be the lead guy, shitting the bed two out of three games. Philip Dorsett, who had two solid games, nothing crazy, shit the bed last week. Rob Gronkowski, two weeks in a row, super mediocre. And it's just, it's not going well for them right now. Uh, you're going to get Josh Gordon on the field this week to try to stretch the field. You're going to have uh, Gronkowski in the middle of the field. And then you got Hogan out of the slot most of the time. And guess what and just happened out of the slot in Detroit? I mean, in Miami. Jordy Nelson was relevant. Yes, Jordy Nelson was very, very relevant. And Xavier Howard, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, more than likely going to be lined up on the outside with Josh Gordon when he's out there or whoever's on the outside. But like I said, Chris Hogan plays a majority of his snaps in the slot now. So I think Chris Hogan has a big game and wins someone a million dollars. I like that play. Um, Gordon and Dorsett were not starting this week. No. Uh, Gronk, you have to start. It's For sucking sure. that he's sucking, but you got to start. I still him. have my tight end one. I think he bounces back in a big way as well. I think the Patriots blow out the Dolphins this week. People are like praising the Dolphins because they beat the Titans, the Jets, and the Jaguars. The Jaguars, it, it was a trap game. They they weren't the taking Titans beat the Jaguars. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. The uh, the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders are trash. Yeah, the Raiders are really trash. The Titans, the Titans. I was gonna say the Titans are supposed to be good, but no, they're not very good either. And the Jets are the Jets. So. Tom that. Brady is the most interesting player, I think. Coming into the game, uh, we both have him as a back end quarterback. On he's just fallen lower and lower. Yeah, I like his prospects against Miami though. I have him as my QB seven. I have him at eight. I'm not thrilled with the way he's been playing or this game, the matchup. I think it, I don't think it's a great matchup for Tom Brady. But if you have him, it's only week four. You can't really give up on him. Yeah, uh, I think they'll turn it around. They're still the Patriots. If, if they you, if they suck again this week, man, you gotta gotta be a little. Where are you there? And then if you look at the running backs, uh, James White and Sony Michelle is gonna are gonna be the two big guns. With Rex Burkhead probably out the season, he just went on IR unless yep. he returns late in the year. But we're not gonna hear that name for a while. Sony Michelle, the main running back. James White, the main pass catching back. Uh, this is about as simple as the Patriots backfield has been in a while. And when it's simple, you want those guys. Well, that makes sense. I agree. I do slightly prefer White though this week uh michelle did get a lot of work last week but he was just not good like just to be blunt about it i know he's a rookie and all but the legarrett blunt they could use legarrett blunt i'll tell you that much he had 14 rushes he had 50 yards but it was just a couple big runs it wasn't anything crazy he 
three targets ended up in negative one yards. I mean, he's a rookie. Yeah, but he, like he he did not look good pass catching. I know he's a rookie, but you you'd like him to look better than he did. Meanwhile, James White is out there doing his thing as always. He has double digit fancy points in every game so far this year. Super consistent. I have both as RB twos. Yeah, me too. Back uh, end. Should be pass catching against the Dolphins and wouldn't be surprised if he finds the end zone. So we'll switch fields now. Uh the Dolphins are a run first uh offense. Ryan Tannehill is not even though he's been playing well, he's not really The Dolphins you'd expect them to be a run first offense, but they're not at all. They're passing Well the way they run the the way they play Alright, fine. Run first offense wasn't correct. But it's a it's a strange offense. It's not a quarterback led offense. That's what I should have said. They like to run, they like to do trick plays, they like to give it to Jakeem Grant, give it to Albert Wilson. Yeah. But it's not an offense where they're going to put the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hands and say, win the game. This is a huge game for Kenny and Drake, in my opinion. The Patriots just gave up 100 rushing yards to a Detroit Lion. So. Yeah. It's, it's a huge game for Drake. As long as he gets the work, I expect him to take advantage of it. But you never know with the Dolphins, man. They, they gave Frank Gore six touches to Drake's five last week, which made no sense. Rushes, that is. Not overall touches. We still have Kenny and Drake in running back two territory. I still like Drake going into this game against the Patriots. I was a big time fan of Drake coming into the year. If you if you I mean he had a average week one, he had fifteen points week two, which is nice, and then the really bad game last week. Like I said, it's all about getting the touches. So it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens this week against New England for Miami. And Drake. Not then, starting Frank Gore, obviously. And then if you look at the pass catchers, uh, Jakeem Grant, someone we mentioned on the um, waiver pod, waiver podcast, more of a watch list or hold type of guy, coming onto the scene very similar to Tyreek Hill. Uh, not really someone you want to start, though. Really, the only wide receiver you're considering starting in uh, Miami is Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills is more of a touchdown or bust type guy at the moment. In my eyes, you have him ranked a little higher. I just... Don't see the volume that he's going to be able to get. Kenny Stills, he was he was one of the darlings in the fantasy community during the draft time. Then he comes out with a huge 100-yard, two-touchdown game. And then he has two receptions for 17 yards, and everyone just, like, got off him again. We still had him in, like, wide receiver three territory last week. Right. He delivered with 61 yards and a touchdown. New England, it's not a bad matchup, man. I think they're going to be down and need it's to pass not. a lot. So I think Stills... Ends up being a very solid wide receiver three play this week. I think he's a little too boom bust for me to... I like him as a flex play. I have him as my wide receiver 29. Yeah, you have him high. I have him outside of the 36. I have him as a flex play. Uh, I think that's it for that game. Not starting Albert Wilson, but I'd like to keep an eye on him. See how more involved he gets. Because he's been been solid for them. Next up, Lions at Cowboys. Uh, This might be a quick one when you look at the Cowboys... You don't want to start anyone that isn't named Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be that way. Rashard Matthews should go there. That's all I'm saying. That would be a great pick. Another thing, them. I'm expecting... I think the Jaguars are going to give Rashard Matthews a call. If he wants to go to a contender, they want to bring in a veteran opposite of Keelan Cole. Interesting. I don't know. They're kind of deep there already. Get a possession receiver in so, there. But looking at this game, uh, the only people I'm considering starting are Ezekiel Elliott and maybe Dallas defense. I don't want any other Dallas player. I'm not really starting Dallas defense I was just either, trying to be nice to Dallas, to be <laughs> honest. Moving on to the Lions. Carry on Johnson. Not, not for nothing, though. Zeke should have a huge game. I'm a big fan of Zeke this week. Oh, yeah. He's I top. have him as my... He's what? a top 10 running, running back, back every four. Week. 
I have him at yeah. like six or something. Um, carry on Johnson. His play has gone up every week. His touches have gone up every week. Last week he was still though only at forty five percent. So he's still in a little timeshare. Still not someone that I am trusting. Uh, I I kind of like him. I don't think this is a great I think, matchup. I think this might be the matchup where he gets to separate himself a little more from Blunt. I think he over out carries Blunt this week for I think the first time. I think it would be the first time. I I, I have him as my running back twenty. I think. I don't love him this week. It's I would trust matchup him, for him. I just I don't see the volume. The you- Dallas pass catching. Uh, the Dallas secondary that is has been very solid this year. I don't know. Let's be real. Lions running backs don't run for a lot of yards. They're just not a good running team. So he's kind of touchdown or bust on his limited touches. Uh, looking at the thrower, Matt Stafford going against Dallas. Dallas has been an underrated defense, mostly because the offense runs a very slow type of game. That is why me and Michael are both off of Matt Stafford. Uh, yeah, Dallas has not allowed a wide receiver, a quarterback, one this year, and it's probably because they take forever on offense. So the uh, the team that they're playing doesn't have a lot of opportunities. Yeah, in a 10-team league, league I'm in, I was actually able to pick up Matt Ryan, so I'm starting him this week over Stafford. I would do. I would start Ryan over Stafford. Stafford is not really on my QB1 radar as much this week as usual. Same. I still do love Kenny Galladay. Uh He's been one of the most targeted receivers in the league. Top five air yards receivers in the league. He's just been a beast. He's on pace. Shout out to Alvin Silva for this. He's on pace to have basically the same exact second-year season as A.J. Green did. I was going to say Calvin Johnson. Yards and sure. touchdowns. I'm a huge fan of Kenny Galladay, as mm, you guys know already. Mini Megatron. Yeah, Mini Megatron. Babytron. Uh, Golden Tate also. He always has the. Uh, he always has the consistency. So we both have we have them both actually tied as our overall wide receiver twenty. This is very similar to the Rams, where Marvin Jones is more of the Cooper Cup yes. type guy. You kind of need a touchdown from him for him to do anything for your team. Uh, Tate and Galladay are more trustworthy, but you still think that all three are start worthy. Yeah, in a uh, game like this, Marvin Jones, I'm a little someone's going to be disappointed. Yeah, I think it's going to be the Marvin Jones owners. I don't know. In a game with less volume, I feel like Golden Tate might end up being the odd man out because he's the least likely to score a touchdown. But the way that Detroit has been playing offense, it's hard to not start all three of these guys. Yeah, I see that. Uh, that was a, All right, we're done with that game. Moving on to the Bengals at the Falcons. Everyone's new favorite player, Calvin Ridley, put up, what, 40 points last week? That he did. Unbelievable. Very popular uh, pickup this week. But, Michael, are you starting him? I have Calvin Rod- Ridley. I'm going to say Rodley. I don't know who Rodley is. Right mixed in there as my uh, wide receiver, receiver back in wide receiver three mix. Um, he was more involved last week after being more involved the week before. He absolutely torched P.J. Williams and Ken Crawley, whoever was on him last week at different times. He gets William Jackson this week, who is a solid cornerback. Uh, not a great matchup for Ridley, which is why I have him as wide receiver three. But I do think from here on out, he has solid wide receiver three potential. I'd be pretty pretty surprised to see him just fall off the map again as he as like week one. I think he's involved. In, uh, I think so, too. The Cincinnati Bengals have allowed a lot of wide receivers to excel against him so far this year. Um, and Calvin Ridley, I don't think it's too bad of a matchup for him. Yeah. If you want to look at the other receivers, Julio Jones is obviously a must start. Uh, Austin Hooper, not really. 
you, that's never really a good play even for tight ends. And then Muhammad Sanu is basically shouldn't even be owned at this point. Yeah. It's, it's Sanu's time to go. It's time to Sanu's. It's Ridley's time. It's time to Sanu's. Moving on to the Bengals. Come on, dude. Are you just going to not have any reaction to Sanu's? It's great. It's time to Okay, fine. Like Snooze. Yeah, I know. Not great. Not great at all. I was actually going to move to the Bengals, but we still got to talk about Tevin Coleman. Yeah, we do. But with Devontae Freeman still probably sidelined, Coleman is a running back one. High end running back two. High end running back two. Uh, not a bad matchup against Cincinnati this week. He's uh Cincinnati just made Christian McCaffrey look like a good in between the tackles runner. So it's definitely a great matchup. You hate Christian McCaffrey too much, man. I don't love him. Tevin Coleman though has not been great. He hasn't been great, but the volume's still gonna be there. He's not doing what he was supposed to be doing too. Matt Ryan is He's a free agent at the end of the year, so he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing to show that he deserves big time money. But he'll probably get it anyways in a World where running backs are slim. Yeah. And then Matt Ryan we have as a quarterback one. Uh, you can't ignore the way he's played the last few games. Yeah. Perhaps, Matty Ice, baby. Perhaps Sarkeesian. Eight for eight in the red knows zone. What he's doing when the efficiency in the red zone. It's a big difference maker. Ridley's around. Big time difference maker. Moving Keep on him to in the next sight, game. folks. A decent streamer for this week. Next team, not game. Andy Dalton. Dalton. We have as our 12th quarterback. The he's Red playing. Rocket. Uh, Atlanta, Dalton has multiple touchdowns in both, in all of the games he's played this season. Uh, Atlanta is very depleted defense. Dalton is better at home than on the road, but I think that with the weak defense and the way he's been playing, he's a decent streaming option. We got Dalton very much in, uh, QB1 streaming, uh, area, area right now. He does have two games. He had one game with 26 and a half points and then two games where he's at 18 points. So it's not like he's... Like blossoming, in, blossoming into a fancy quarterback star or anything. He's just been solid enough to be a streamer, basically, which continues on this week. Yeah, um, moving on from there, looking at his pass catchers, uh, AJ Green should be in for a pretty solid day. Michael Thomas and Devin Funchess, the two, the wide receiver, the last two wide receiver ones that they faced, have had success. Uh, Thomas went over 100 yards. Funches had 80 yards, 77 yards on seven catches. So, AJ Green, it's not a bad spot for him to be. If he plays, that is, we'll keep you updated on Twitter about that. If he doesn't play, uh, big boost to Tyler Boyd, who we think should be started regardless. He's coming off of a six-catch game for 91 yards, back-to-back big games, 132-yard game with two touchdowns. Yeah, he's our wide receiver 25 this week. If Green can't go. Bolt, volts volts right up into wide receiver like high end wide receiver two territory. In Listen, my when Dalton's playing that good and he's the number two option, you gotta pay attention. Yeah. Love Joe Bernard this week going against the Falcons, who we Gio all know. Joe Bernard is someone who's always good when he's given the opportunity. And we all know already by now the Falcons have given up the most pass catches to running backs the last three years. They're on pace to like break a record this year to pass mm-hmm. to catches. Passes allowed to running backs. Joe Bernard had nine targets last week against Carolina. He's going to be super involved. He's been limited back-to-back days of practice, but they're just they're just trying to keep him fresh. Yeah. And then if you look at the tight end position, uh, Atlanta's been pretty uh, pretty soft on tight ends, and Tyler Eifert's role has grown. So uh, if there was ever a time to start trusting Tyler Eifert, I think that time is now. We have him at our tight end 12. 
I think uh, it makes sense. His role's been going up. He's still a bit touchdown dependent, but as long as he keeps playing more and more, he's going to keep getting more attractive. Yeah, I love him as a play this week as a low-end tight end one. If I'm going to play anyone in that bunch, it's Tyler Eifert compared to like a Ben Watson, Ricky Seals-Jones, Will Disley type area. I agree. Looking at the next also game. Also super cheap in FanDuel. Just saying. Interesting. Looking at the next game, we got Jets at Jaguars. Uh, this game, probably not great for fantasy purposes. Um, we'll start with the Jets because you're not going to want to start Darnold here. Uh, we have Crowell and Powell both outside I, of... We both have them in running back three flex range. I don't love anyone on the Jets this week, man. No, even a Nunwa, um, he's going to see the most targets on the team. The reason I have a Nunwa and what, like... Low-end wide receiver three flex territory. I'll try to find them. It should be around there. Yeah. Wowza. Wide receiver 38. I just, like, pulled up code on our website right now because I'm looking at the rankings. (laughs) and Wide receiver 38. So uh, we have him as right outside there. there. I think this could be a game where he has 10 catches for 58 yards, which is going to be very serviceable. Serviceable and half PPR. PPR. definitely more attractive. Yeah, half PPR. That's still, like, 10 points. Can't start Robbie Anderson. The Jets are fucking him up, man. Oh yeah, he has to be more involved. I'm not giving beat, up on him. Was yet. it last not... year when he? Did we play the Jaguars last year too? Did he beat Jalen Ramsey for he a long touchdown? Have. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm not dropping him, but he can't be started. Yeah. And then Isaiah Crowell basically lives off of touchdowns. He can't really bank on a touchdown against Jackson. I'd prefer Powell because he should be involved pass catching. I exactly. Expect like five. If you had to yeah. receptions from Powell there. All right, moving on to the. Um, Jags. Jaguars. Blake Bortles was absolutely dreadful last week after telling people he was good against New England, but he's in wide quarterback two category here. Uh, the Jets defense. Tremaine Johnson and Morris Claiborne have both been top seven cornerbacks. Which is why I'm lower on Keelan Cole than you. A lot lower. Uh, I think Keelan Cole has 21 targets this season. Uh, he's the number one. And again, he's eclipsed 100 yards in more than half of his starts. Last week he didn't, so I think it's a good time for him to do it again. I, you have him as wide receiver twenty four. I'm at thirty nine. I don't think he's quite the wide quite receiver. a variance there. I just I don't think uh, the Jets cornerbacks are good, man. They are. I'm not a big fan of any of the pass catchers really there. I think it's gonna be a pretty low scoring game. I'm actually a big fan of Leonard Fournette if he suits up. I think this is a very big Leonard Fournette type game. I have him as my running back ten. The Jets have not been great on the ground. Yeah, if Carlos he can't Hyde go, just destroyed them. You gotta give it. You gotta give Yeldon some running back two consideration. And then, are we looking at, uh, like you said, the Jets are underrated defense on the outside at least. So, Didi is an interesting play if he's coming out of the slot against screen. Uh, I'm not trusting Moncrief at all. Yeah, Jets defense is interesting. It's like a lower end play if you can't get one of the top. Agreed. We have defenses. Jets defense within our top twelve. We have them as our eleventh defense. All right. Moving on up to the Eagles at Titans, the game of the week. Psych. Not really. The Titans are never the game of the week. They're a boring-ass team. Derrick Henry is top 10 in rush attempts and has been absolute trash all season. Derrick Henry is top 10 in not being good. Turns out hey, the, the Henry and Lewis conversation, turns out neither of them is the answer. Well, their offense is despicable. Yeah. That's why. With Blaine Gabbert. They just put up one. nine points in one. I still got Deion Lewis. Higher than Derek. Deion Lewis is the safer floor because he can catch balls. But 
Uh, neither are ideal. We have Deion Lewis as literally on the cusp of running back two flex. I think he's a, he can be a flex play. Derrick Henry, I'm not touching with a 98-foot pole. Uh, Mariota, of course not, right? Basically. That's all you got to say about him. And then Corey Davis. Tim's not here to defend him. Corey Davis is honestly vying for worst wide receiver in the league, the way he's playing with. He's turning a shitload of targets into nothing. Uh, it's also it's his quarterback's great. fault. But, I mean, at some point, you got to start blaming the wide receiver, too. Timmy looks too Tim. much into his size. He's a he's big, he's a beast, but maybe he's just not great. And Mariota also can't feel the ball right now, so he's not going to be able to complete passes. So Corey Davis is not. I'm a ba- basically you want. stay away from anyone on the Titans. Basically, except maybe not Deion Lewis. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the Eagles. Turns out Johnny Smith hasn't done anything since Walker went down either. Uh, Carson Wentz, he was what quarterback twenty-ish last week. I like now, Wentz. Now he's playing the. Uh, the Titans, the Titans just had a great game defensively. I don't like Wentz as a quarterback one. I have him at 17. You have him at 11. Convince me yeah. because I see a guy who played good but not great coming off the DL, going up against a defense the that's DL. been good. Wow. Oh, the DL, whatever. The defense has been has been carrying Tennessee, and now I'm, I'm not trusting him whatsoever. I see a guy who was the number one fantasy quarterback in the world last year. That's what I see. He came back, he threw for 250 yards, he even ran three times. He threw for a touchdown. I mean, and now he gets his second game of the year, and I'm putting him right back into what in quarterback one territory, bro. There's not much to it. It's Carson Wentz, who should have been MVP last year if, if he didn't so. get hurt. I'm not trusting him yet. Uh, Zach Ertz does not you have a touchdown. You want to bet he ends as a top 14 quarterback? Sure. All right, you got Write it, it down. Zach Ertz has not scored yet, but he leads the league in tight end targets. So you got to fire him up. Um, his backup, Dallas Goddard, was a big part of the game last week. Uh, Wentz is coming back and firing it to tight ends. I feel like that was the part of the game plan. Um, so if you're looking for a back end tight end, Goddard is, I guess, an okay stream. But if you're starting Goddard, I feel like you're just chasing points. You're talking about a backup tight end. We spoke about Goddard basically in depth yeah. in our last pod. Just keep an eye on him. Nice stash if you picked him up, but I wouldn't start him this week. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, not a great game last week. It's because they're attacking with tight ends. I still think he's a wide receiver three play just because he's going to see the volume. Yeah, agreed. And then if you look at the running backs, uh, Jay Ajayi should be back. He, he limited in practice today. Alshon Jeffrey practiced in full yesterday, was out today. So strange. We're not expecting to play this week. Darren uh, Sproles is out. Don't expect him there either. But so when Clements could Smallwood be came onto the scene, yeah. I feel like Smallwood earned himself more of a role over Clement. Uh, if Ajayi's starting, he's had a nose for the end zone so far this year. So he's arguably a running back too. Yeah, we have him around the low 20, 24, 25. So 20, no, excuse me. You have him at 21, I'm at 26. So he's overall 24. Basically about where I'd trust him, honestly. Yeah, same. Okay, uh, let's do it for that game, right? Philly defense is a nice one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tennessee's offense is not one that scares you. I'd Philly be very happy about having Philly defense, yeah, especially if Gabbert. Defense. Actually, no, it's not going to be Gabbert. It's Moving on to a game that's much more exciting because uh, Baker Mayfield is throwing the ball. Uh-oh. The Baker Browns Mania. At the Raiders. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. 
If anyone was not surprised by Baker Mayfield's performance last week, it was me and Michael. We've been touting his horn since he was in Ever. collegiate school. Uh, Baker Mayfield. It me was, and Michael were watching the Jets game last week. It was, what, 20 to 3 or some shit? I don't no, know it was 14 exactly. zip. 14 zip. Like me and Michael min- three minutes left in the said out loud. First half. One of us. I don't even remember because we agreed. I think it was me. I went, honestly, the Jets need to keep this game close because if Baker Mayfield comes in, we're screwed. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. He looked so good. He was just throwing dimes. Throw to Jarvis you Landry. could tell the Browns receivers weren't even used to the speed on his ball because Tyler Taylor does not throw it like that. In between like three players, it was, it was glorious. So with all that said, uh, I think you got to take a chill pill on starting Baker Mayfield this week. I feel like there's better matchups. But I do have him as my quarterback 14. I wouldn't be surprised if he is a quarterback one from here on out. I have him as my quarterback 19. Temporary expectations a bit just because, like I said about Oakland, they just, they're all about time of possession. John Gruden's dumbass old school style of play. So they don't run a lot of plays. So Cleveland probably won't get too many plays. So. The Raiders are 0 3 and they haven't trailed until the fourth quarter this season. Uh, I think the Rams took the lead in the third quarter, but. No. Pretty sure it's three quarters. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. About that, but. We both have Carlos Hyde above. Most other experts as their number seven overall running back. I, I think, think Carlos Hyde is going to be a running back one with Baker Mayfield around. And I think this week plays right into his... If there are people in your league who are still looking at Carlos Hyde as if he's not a high-end running back two at least, grab him. Yeah. I Jarvis agree. Landry as well, I think, is wide receiver one potential. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis Landry, oh man, he's going to love being thrown to from Baker Mayfield. So I'm starting both of those guys very confidently. Uh, Antonio Callaway... He had 10 targets last week, five of them coming from Baker Mayfield in a half, and Oakland is not... You're cool with just throwing Callaway right into the wide receiver three. You have him as your 35. I'm at 47. That I'm is not how quite much there I yet. believe in Baker Mayfield. Whoever, if you're seeing 10 targets from Baker Mayfield uh, against the Raiders, I'm expecting you to do something with it. We'll see. You're a little bit higher on him, but definitely someone to uh, be happy about if you own him on your bench. Agreed. Uh no one else you could really consider on that offense. Najoku, bro. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the positions, running back and receiver. Duke Johnson is not someone you want to start David at the moment. Njoku. Tell me about Njoku. David Njoku is going to break three of his chains held down by Tyrod Taylor this week. Uh, he's an athletic freak. He's going to be able to work the middle of the field, being targeted aplenty by Baker Mayfield, in my opinion, against the Raiders. They they don't really have anyone who could guard him, in my opinion. I think Njoku is a must-add if he's available in your league. Yeah, the Raiders have 15 pressures all season. The Bears have 14 sacks. Think about that. They traded Kalu Mack to the Bears. They have 14 sacks. The Raiders have 15 pressures. So Baker Mayfield should have time. I expect David Njoku to burst onto the scene finally with a viable quarterback throwing him the ball. Looking at the other side of the ball, Derek Carr is never startable. Never. Uh, Jordy Nelson, never startable. I don't care what he did last week. I agree. That's, I'm, you can't trust like a 38-year-old guy in a terrible team. Uh, Jared Cook has not been great after week one. What are the still, odds? Still solid low-end tight end one territory, though, just because he does get the targets. I do think against Cleveland, too, it's not a bad matchup. He's, he's our tight end 10. If you're looking at the two guys that you're probably going to start, probably, if you're not, us, not Amari Cooper. I tweeted. It got some love on Twitter. I quote tweeted. 
a thing about Cooper going two receptions for 17 yards, saying that we're we're the only people I saw anywhere with Amari Cooper outside their top 36, outside their top 30 receivers. We had him. I, I don't know. 40s, back in 40s, but I think. Like, and this week we have him at 45. You want to trust Cooper? Go ahead. Receiver. But the Browns are a great defense. They get the uh, Larry. Uh, I would trade Amari Cooper. Juby or something. I would trade Amari Cooper for Antonio Callaway right now. That's that's a bit ballsy, kid. That's I don't care. Ballsy. I don't expect anything from Amari Cooper every time the Raiders play. Yeah, the Raiders are bad. And then Marshawn Lynch. Somehow he's finding the end zone every week. As long as he's doing his thing, you got to yeah. keep playing him as RB2. Because John Gruden is going to give it to him, and he's probably going to score a touchdown. You had him at 18, me at 19. He's a running back 18 overall. I mean, as long as he's doing his thing, keep him in your lineups. Old school John Gruden style, hand the ball to the running back and let him crush it down their throats, brother. Brother. Moving on to the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Battle of the Birds. Battle Royale. Josh Rosen's first start. Not something you want to... Uh, be a part of. You don't want to start him, is what I'm saying. Seattle's defense. You might want to watch it. I mean, Seattle, their defense looked like it was going to be. They lost all the big names, but it's still been a solid defense. I mean, they the still year. got Earl Thomas killing it out there. Yeah, he's a beast. Wagner. Uh, definitely not starting Rosen, like you said. Um, not starting Christian Kirk this week, despite all the all the loud noise about him coming up with Josh Rosen. I and think all. Christian Kirk's an interesting flex play. Um, you're, you're bugging it. I mean, if their offense is even competent, then what's so crazy Larry about a wide receiver two? The wide receiver who a wide receiver two takes advantage of it. What's so crazy about a wide receiver two being <laughs> on that team? Yeah, I mean, we have Larry Fitzgerald as a wide high end wide receiver three this week until the Cardinals show anything. Basically, can't really be trusted more than that. Yeah, uh, DJ. He has two touchdowns. He's been keeping afloat. I'm tired of hearing people complain about him. He's a running back nine. He has not lost you games this year. I know he's not putting up 40, but he's not lost you games. Uh, Week two, maybe. Josh Rosen should be better than Sam Bradford, which should help David Johnson. His volume should still continue to be there. So he's still a running back one for us. Albeit low end, he's a running back nine. And then uh, Ricky Seals-Jones. RSJ. Not trusting him this week, really. Uh, he's our tight end 16. Be happy to throw him out there in a two tight end league, but not yet. Not you got to see what he's quite doing yet with there. Josh Maybe Rosen. it's it's good for his outlook that a rookie quarterback is in. Rookie quarterbacks tend to enjoy throwing tight ends. Even Darnold is throwing to his tight ends, and the Jets never throw to tight ends. So, mm-hmm. moving on to the Seahawks, Russell Wilson is a bit lower in our rankings than we typically see him. Where is he? We got him 15. at 15. And it's not like he's in a bad matchup. I have him at 13. I'm okay with starting him. Uh, we have him at 16. You have him at 16. You don't. You wouldn't start him this week. Uh, I don't think it's a terrible play. If you want to start Russell Wilson over one of our streamers like Keenum or Dalton, I'm not going to fault you for it. He's just been running around trying to find people, basically the whole offense per usual. Chris Carson actually had 32 carries last week, which came out of nowhere. Look at uh, Pete Carroll actually doing something that he said he was going to do, giving Carson the ball as the lead back. But uh, Wilson is still stuck in a Schottenheimer offense. Well documented how much we hate Schottenheimer and how bad he is at his job. So bad. I'm not loving it. Doug Baldwin is actually back at practice, baby. Dougie Doug. We were high on him coming into the year. If he's able to play, 
Wilson, I think, creeps up back into wide receiver QB one territory. Excuse me. So definitely keep that in mind. How do you feel about uh Chris Carson, bro? Thirty two carries last week and a hundred yards. You know how I feel about that? Who gives a shit? We're gonna all of a sudden we're gonna trust Pete Carroll and Brian Schottenheimer. That's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna trust that he's gonna get thirty two carries again. All of a sudden I'm starting Chris Carson as my running back too, yes. Absolutely not. It's in a great situation. He got the carries in a game that the Seahawks won last week, no? Yeah, I have they beat the, the Cowboys. Play. I need to see it again. In I'm a game not that they trusting won. No. I'm not trusting it. They need everything to go right for them too if they want I mean to I'm run starting offense like that. I'm starting Chris Carson over like Dion Lewis. Over carry on Johnson. I'd rather start Deion Lewis. Interesting. Jai. Ajay. I'm leaning Carson. You're bugging. That one's tough, though. Uh, if you're looking at the pass catchers, Tyler Lockett has a touchdown in every game. Really, he's the only receiver that you can start from Seattle. As long as Doug Baldwin's out, Tyler Lockett should continue to produce. Yeah, like a wide uh, receiver definitely a sell high at the moment because when Baldwin comes back. Tyler Lockett's a solid wide receiver three at the moment. Kind of being held up by his touchdowns. He's our overall 29th receiver this week. I would sell high. With I'm okay with that. Baldwin coming back soon. But you can start him this week. Brandon Marshall is not someone you want to play. You always have the chance of him returning a punt as well, and which is nice. Will Disley, uh, it looks like his touchdown magic is fading away a little. Uh, I he's mean, not a volume guy. He He's a definition of touchdown dependent. Him and Vanette are just going back and forth with the targets. I'm still not off the Disley bandwagon. I'd like to see if he gets more involved this week because... He was more effective than Vanette with his touches, with his you two touchdowns. So, me, but yeah. I'm not starting him. I think that's it for that game. We're moving on to the Saints at Giants, running through in our one uh, episode week. We're going to the Saints and Giants. We'll start off with, uh, you know what? Let's just start off quickly with the team that. There's not much to say about the Saints. Pretty obvious. So. The Saints. Drew Brees, boom, high end QB one. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, boom. High-end running back one. Yep. Michael Thomas, boom. Overall wide receiver one. Yep. Ben Watson, boom. High-end wide receiver two. Ben Watson. <laughs> what are you talking about? Benjamin Watson. High-end tight end two? Is that supposed to be a Excuse joke? Me. Yeah. High, high-end high tight end two. You said wide receiver two. Either way, that was a really bad joke. Nah. It's Michael looked at me and booms. laughed like it was funny like he did that. And it, here comes the. Oh, fuck off. Here comes the. Yeah, I don't really, really want, want it now. now. So, yeah. Uh. I expect them all to have big games again. Um, I'm a little scared that they're going to take a big lead on the Giants. So Breeze might not have to pass enough. But they should all be very and dependent. Then if you're How do you feel about Ted Ginn? Ted Ginn, I don't like on the road. I've said this a million times. He's only been good on the Saints when he's been at home. Yeah. Uh, Alan Kamara, I don't expect him to have a lot of rushing yards. The Giants' rush defense has been it's very good. But yeah. He had 20 targets last week in the air. Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas are both on pace to break the target record. Well, guess what? The Giants are uh, 29th. I mean, in the reception league. record, not target record. The Giants reception are, record. The Giants are 29th in the league in receiving points allowed to backfields. So all, more of the same. I mean, I, I just said I don't think he's gonna have a lot of rushing yards. It's still Alvin Kamara. Same thing. Receiving points allowed to backfields. Yeah, it's working in his favor perfectly for sure. You're looking at a two-man offense. Looking Basically. at the. Giants, uh, for some reason, people think starting Eli Manning is a good idea because he had one good game in the last three years. Yeah. Marshall Lattimore is still solid. Uh, the second cornerback has been a big problem. Even last week, he wasn't even a QB1. Yeah. Um, 
what's his face? Patrick Robinson, their slot cornerback, is out the year, which is another loss, though. But even then, I'm not starting Eli Manning. I mean, come on. OBJ uh, going up against Marshawn Lattimore. We still have him as our wide receiver four because he's OBJ. He still needs to have that breakout game. It's a tough matchup, but I think OBJ could get the better of him here. Sterling Shepard is someone I absolutely love this week. I'm way higher on him than you are. Yeah, I think Shepard is only a play when Evan Ingram is out. He is. Yeah, but still, you have him ranked as your 24th receiver. Yeah, 24 compared to your 40. He's going up against P.J. Williams or Ken Crawley, whichever one gets to start this week. They're both taking turns scrubbing it up. Uh, And we got the same team who just gave up three. The same guys who just gave up three touchdowns to Calvin Ridley. A big-time game to Antonio Callaway and uh, the Buccaneers, what Deshaun Jackson and Chris Godwin did. So they're just giving up a ton of points to wide receiver twos. I think it's going to be a huge game for OBJ then. Sterling Shepard's not someone I can trust. I have him as a flex, though. I'll bet you. So that's saying something. He's I'm a top admitting, 36 receiver. I'm admitting it's a good week for him to put up numbers. Yes. But he's just not someone I could trust. Rhett Ellison, you actually have as your tight end 12. Caught a touch. Oh, excuse me. Tight end 20. Caught a touchdown last week. So wide receiver tight end two. He can catch leagues. a touchdown again. Yeah. I said tight end 12. No, I'm not starting right Allison in one tight end leagues. Oh. All right, that's it for that game. We're moving on to, what, our final four games? One, you tell two, me, kid. three. We're looking at three more games? Three more games. Don't know what's so confusing about counting, brother. Might have been four. Uh, you know what? I have notes in between, so it's kind of hard, okay? I don't have the games bolded. We're looking <sighs> at 49ers at Chargers. Man, this could have been such a good game. Yeah, if Jimmy G didn't have to go and tear his ACL. This would be such a good game. See what Justin Houston said? How he was like, it's Jimmy G's fault. He should have just ran out of bounds. He's a quarterback. Yeah, I agree, dude. But Jimmy G, that's rough. Though, you're gonna to stay say in. That, you could he could have just jogged out of bounds and said he tried to stay in for an extra two yards. I to mean, say obviously, that is pretty mean. It's the competitive nature, and that's what makes him a good QB as well. But it's brutal loss. C.J. Beathard, on the other hand, I think he's a solid QB too. He has a bunch of rushing yards. Uh, He'll always have some rushing every, yards. Matt Breida, I have, if he plays, I might have to push this down a bit. But I have my waters, my running back 14 despite a seemingly tough matchup against the Chargers. But still no Joey Bosa. And C.J. Beathard threw to Carlos Hyde over eight times a game last year. And Carlos Hyde was never a pass catching back in his life before that. The only thing I would say is they have been using Kyle Joe's trick. But I mean, they've been using Kyle Uzcheck with more of like a—he's a fullback, dude. He's not like he's, he's gonna catching the ball. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I think he has huge pass catching potential this week, Matt Breida. Not loving Alfred Morris because they're gonna have to score a touchdown. And I think Alfred that's Morris be is tough. not a great play the rest of the year, really. Yeah, he's a running back, thirty-six, low end flex play, basically. It sucks because I liked him with Garoppolo around. Uh, how do you feel about Goodwin? Uh, Marquise Goodwin is outside of our thirty-six top 36 receivers. Sadly. What goes from a wide receiver to goes to barely a flex play. The Chargers still have a good secondary, which is another reason why I have him down as my wide receiver 40. You didn't even rank him in the top 50. No. He's I'm still going to be the number him. one target. So I think the only person besides Brita that you should consider starting from the Niners is George Kittle. Former roommate. C.J. Beathard's oh, roommate Beathard. and teammate at Iowa. Kittle had a touchdown from Beathard called back last week thanks to a phantom pass interference call on Kyle Juszczyk. Apparently, he said a pick, but he didn't. So, Beathard might end up using Kittle as a 
safety blanket, someone he knows, and someone who's reliable over the middle. Yeah, I'm cool with playing Kittle as like a low endish tight end one or middle. If you look tight end at one. the rate, uh, Raiders, I was gonna say the, the Chargers. I think things are starting to. Uh, you're starting to see what the Chargers' offense is gonna look like. Mike Williams has jumped. Tyrell Williams, Austin Eckler is staying around. Yeah, very involved. Uh, he did slack last week, as I said he would. Shout out to me. He's still, he's always, he's never gonna not be more than he's never gonna be more than a flex play, if Melvin Gordon is healthy. But I mean, a flex play isn't bad. That's not what you expected when you drafted yeah. him. You drafted him as a handcuff. You didn't draft a flex player. So I thought you have to be happy with what he's value. done. Uh, the 49ers defense is not an intimidating one. So Keenan Allen has missed practice back-to-back days. It's worrisome for someone with an injury history. If that's the case, Mike Williams becomes a solid wide receiver too. I think Probably so too. score a touchdown. And then Tyrell Williams can still catch a long touchdown as well. So yeah. uh, if I Keenan think Tyrell Allen- Williams can be a good... He's probably on your waiver wire in a few leagues. You could pick him up and throw him in your flex if Keenan Allen is out. For sure. Uh, Keenan Allen, we still have him as a solid wide receiver one if he could go. No one on San Francisco is going to be able to guard him. Love Phillip Rivers this week. Heaven's my third overall quarterback in San Francisco who's been getting torched by everyone. The Chargers have given up at least 24 points every game. Yeah. Uh, sign me up for some Phillip Rivers. I will push him down a bit if Keenan Allen can't go. So keep an eye on that. Melvin Gordon, we have as our consensus overall number running back number three. I said to temper your expectations last week after the big games to start the year. He ended with like 15 or so points. So it. it's solid, but it's not like the first couple games. I think you get right back into that 20-point territory this week against San Francisco. I think he's a great play this week. Everything you said, I agree with. There you go. Moving on go. to the Ravens at the Steelers. The battle... Oh, so the, the second to last game or the third last North. game? We got Ravens Steelers, and then we got Chiefs Broncos. And that's all. Chiefs Broncos is Monday night. Yeah. All right. So now we're on Look to the this. primetime game Sunday night. The Sunday battle. Night. It's Sunday night. The battle of the birds and the Steelers. Uh, let's talk good about it because fashion. This division. game has a good amount of Rivals. fringy players here. Uh, we'll start sure. with the Steelers because it's a little easier. I'm saying uh a lot. I, we need Tim here to host this. You know, I'm used to just talking stats. So Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. So he's always good in primetime games. I mentioned that last week. The Steelers, and he's at home. The Steelers, I think, are 11-1 and one in primetime games now. Double trouble there. Double trouble. Uh, Yes. Whatever you said. At so home, What too. do you mean double trouble? Oh, home in primetime. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Juju and Antonio Brown. Oh, you Ooh. could you could say that too. That, yeah, that's why I was a little confused. I was like we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger here. Juju, I get right into Juju has more targets, more yards, and more touchdowns than Antonio Brown this year. You want to let me tell you the last few times Ben Roethlisberger's played the Ravens at home. Last season, five hundred six yards and two touchdowns. The well season then. before, two hundred eighty yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Twenty fifteen, he did not play them at home. He was injured or something. And then 2014, 340 yards and six touchdowns. Hot damn. Two of those games has six touchdowns or, or 500, 500 yards. yards. So nice. Ben Roethlisberger. 500 yards in a game is absurd. Is someone you should start. Yeah, he is a QB1 for us this week. Which means Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster are both arguably wide receiver ones. I say arguably because of it's, Juju. Yeah, it's basically been like that. Antonio Brown, we have as our wide receiver two. I think he finally breaks the mold this game he's been 
He hasn't been the same. The last five years, Antonio Brown has been PPR wide receiver one or two through three weeks. This year, he's like wide receiver 14, which is interesting. But I think he breaks that this week. Juju should have a huge game. He's getting targeted a bunch. One of two receivers with 100 yards in every game with Adam Thielen. And uh, he should be able to continue that in the slot against Baltimore this week. James Washington is someone I'm okay with stashing. Keep an eye on him, but I'm not starting him. James Connor is someone we are higher on than most. We have him as I don't our, understand why people don't as like a running him. back five. He uh he was he wasn't great last week, he's but he playing, broke out a few runs late and he was he still got ninety five on purpose yards. And Le'Veon Bell if he had seventeen and twelve in back to back games, no one would be panicking. Yeah. He's still the guy there. He, he had last week he week had twenty one touches. The week before he had thirteen touches, so his touches went up. So I don't think there's anything to worry about. He's still a high end running back one. Saw Ridley on the field a few times, didn't like that, but something you gotta have Connor's a running back spell you now then. Yeah. And then Connor if you look all. at the tight ends position, Vance McDonald may be jumping Jesse James a little bit. Yep. We have Vance McDonald as our tight end seventeen and we do not have Jesse James in the top twenty. Yeah. Uh in his past Sorry, five Jesse games, James played with Ben Roethlisberger, Vance McDonald has at least four catches or fifty yards. Sorry, Jesse James. So he's been good. Someone we mentioned as a good waiver pickup. I feel like if you don't have him this week, you're going to want to pick him up next week if you need tight end help. Yeah. Joe Flacco in what should be a shootout type of game. I think me and you are finally giving in a little and saying Joe Flacco can be started. Joe Flacco We have him as a mid-range quarterback. Hear me out here. Leads the NFL in air yards to start the year. So they're letting him sling it. And uh, it's making him look a little better than usual. It's a good solid, matchup, too. Solid QB, too. Yeah. I'm pretty so great matchup. He's a solid QB, too, like you said. Alex Collins and Buck Allen. We have Alex Collins as our running back. I'm planking here. Running back 19. Found him. I think that's solid. Mid RB2. Until he shows more consistency. Can't really put him higher than that. But Buck Allen, we got a. 27, the pass catch. Buck Allen, 27. I think he's a solid RB2 this week. Solid? Like, to uh, fill in on for a bye. Like if you have Christian McCaffrey. Or Chris Thompson. Like super solid. Or Chris Thompson, yeah. Great flex option as well, I think. Uh, should be it's very It's a good spot for him to catch Pass balls. catching. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets another goal line touchdown. I think Collins and Buck Allen are... Even if you have both of them, I wouldn't be against starting them both this week against Pittsburgh. It's a super solid matchup for them. Their defense has not been even close to the same since Ryan Shazier went down last yeah. year. I think that makes sense. And then if you look at the pass catchers, John Brown. John Brown. Is emerging as the number one receiver there, and the Steelers have allowed five top 25 scorers so far this year yep. from we the receiver have position. John Brown, both of us as a wide receiver, 23. There you which go. Which comes in overall at 22. Nice, solid back-end wide receiver, too. Yeah, Pittsburgh has been giving up passes aplenty to wide receivers. Their secondary has not been great. Their pass rush has not been great. Their defense has just not been great, which is why Ben Roethlisberger has been forced to throw nonstop. I don't really think that changes this week. And I think since this will be a high-scoring game, I even have Michael Crabtree ranked 33, even though he's very touchdown dependent. I think yes, you do. this can be a game where he catches a touchdown. Not as big a fan of Crabtree. I think uh, it'll go more to like the... To like Mark Andrews near the goal line has been involved, or Buck Allen, and then John Brown most of the other time. So I'm not in love with Michael Crabtree, but I'm as my wide receiver 43. We have a wide, wide receiver 40 so overall, so solid flex play. 
Correct. So like I said, Mark yeah. Andrews, he's been involved. If he catches a touchdown, it'd be nice, but not someone I'm in love with starting this week, but not someone I'm against either. And then we're moving on to the last Monday night game. The Chiefs only Monday night game. At Broncos. What is Patty that Mahomes. The only Monday night game. You said the last Monday night game. Well then, fine. Whatever. Touche. Whatever, bro. It's touche. You know that's from? You better know that's from. Drake and Josh. There you go. Wait, come on. Disrespect. I'm sorry. Come on. Come on. I shouldn't do that. All right, Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs have uh, had the Broncos number as of late. That's been with Alex Smith on their center, but Patrick Mahomes has been a revelation. He's the number one quarterback. Unreal, this week. dude. The Unreal. Broncos' pass defense is not what it used to be. Uh, their rushing defense is actually the better one. So Patrick Mahomes is someone you're going to keep throwing out, which means you're going to keep throwing out Travis Kelsey as a high end tight end one. Yep, Travis which Kelsey. Means you're going to throw there. out Tyreek Hill as a. I have him as a back end wide receiver one, almost Ooh, wide receiver two. I have him wide receiver seven. I think. I think he bounces back. In he a big needs way a big week. play to catch a touchdown, which happens often. It'll happen often, yeah. I mean, I have him at like 10 or something, so it's not like I'm saying bad things. Sammy Watkins. Last week, Sammy Watkins and Amari Cooper, we challenged them produce, to produce two weeks in a row. Cooper didn't do it. No surprise. Sammy Watkins, Watkins did. did it because as long as Patrick Mahomes is an absolutely ridiculous beast monster, someone's going to have to catch the passes. And, and that's Sammy Watkins has been Watkins there. as a wide receiver three. We do. I'm still not loving it, though. I'm buying it into if it a little more. If he does it three weeks in a row, I'll give it to him. I'll start putting him as like a low-end wide receiver, too. Maybe. I'm cool with that because it wouldn't have been a great week if he didn't score that touchdown last week. But you also can't just throw out a touchdown. I also don't love the matchup against Denver. So it's not a bad matchup. If he's coming out of the slot, Chris Harris Jr. is one of the best slot corners in the league. Denver's allowed 19th. It's 19th in passing points per game allowed. So We'll see. It's not that bad of a matchup. Uh, if you look at the ground, Kareem Hunt. So he's becoming a little touchdown dependent, no? You got Patty Mahomes out here changing the offense for the good, but not for the good of Kareem Hunt. He is absolutely irrelevant in the past game now. He has three catches all year. Spencer Ware and Damian Williams are stealing third down work from him. He's not even playing half the third downs. Kareem Hunt is slowly but surely becoming a first and second down running back where you kind of need a touchdown. It's a little disappointing to see if you drafted Kareem Hunt high. Not much you could do about it, but Patrick Mahomes slings it downfield. He uses his legs, so there's no reason to dump it off to the running back. So he just doesn't. That's not involved in his passing game. Yeah, I think Kareem Hunt's settling in. I mean, it's hard not to see the upside in that offense, but he's settling in as a more of a running back two than one. High-end running back two, I'd say, but yeah. yeah. Unless he gets more involved in the passing game, but I don't really see that happening. And then that's about it for that offense. They don't really have any other players. Case Keenum, one of our favorite streamers this week. He's our overall quarterback 11. The Chiefs have allowed the quarterback 3, 1, and 11. So 11 is the worst that they've given up. 11 is where we have Case Keenum ranked. Keenum has had two very slacking games back-to-back weeks. I think it's a good time for him to pick it up. KC has been absolutely atrocious against the pass. He wasn't very good two weeks ago either, and then the second half he turned up because they were uh, down. I said back-to-back. So that could be another similar situation here. The Chiefs get out. They score some points. Case Keenum has to sling it. So even if it's a bad real-life game, it's going to be a good fantasy game. Yeah, I could see Case Keenum absolutely throwing for 300 yards and two touchdowns. A and couple the main beneficiary maybe, should be Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, man, I love Emmanuel Sanders this week. We have him as our overall wide receiver, 15. 
He's in line for a huge workload against the Chiefs. He's been the number one target there. Me and Jason are discussing a trade with Emmanuel Sanders, and honestly, one of the reasons I'm not pulling the trigger is because I just, I really don't want to give up this game against the Chiefs because I think he has like 25 this point potential. This week is why you're holding back. There's one week. No, not just this one week. <laughs> it just has to do with it as well because Marius you Thomas. know you'd be hyped to get Emmanuel Sanders this week against Kansas City. Yes, but we'll lay it out there. Kenyon Drake is the other side of the deal. Michael needs a running back. I need a receiver. Kenyon Drake also has a juicy matchup. This 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 deal could go past Sunday into Monday or Tuesday, depending on the results. Week. When Drake kills New England? If Drake kills it and Sanders kills it, I'll be more inclined to do the trade because now I know Drake will have a bigger role than what he did. We'll see, brother. We'll what? see. All right. I'm taking it off the table. Say yes now. No. Demarius <laughs> Thomas, right back into wide receiver two territory for us at overall number 24. That has a lot to do with the A lot to do with KC. He's still getting the targets. He's just not been super effective with it. I do think he has a very good shot at finding the end zone. If there was any week he'd find the end zone, it would be this week. So I'm uh I'm starting DT if I have him. Not starting Cortland Sutton. I'll tell you that much. He uh he's been a love child for some people, but just not buying into it yet. Jake Butt just went on IR. Which sucks for him. He's a he's a good looking uh, tight end, young tight end coming into the year and into the season. So sucks for him there. They're running backs, Yasuna. I just called you Yasuna on air. Yasuna is Jason in Greek. Yes. So Michael calls me that every once in a while. I think that's the first time on air. Maybe. Well, the what running backs then, Jason. What did you ask me? The running backs? Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman hit me. I think Philip Lindsay is a very good play this week. I'm very excited to see what he can do. I have him as my 19th running back. Last week before he got ejected, he was he had the biggest workload he's seen so far. The Chiefs have not been good against the rush. Austin Eckler had 126 uh, yards or something of that sort. I think he had more. I don't know. Austin Eckler destroyed them. Michael Breida destroyed them. Uh, and now it's time for Philip Lindsay. The Chiefs have not been good against receiving running backs either. Philip Lindsay's more of a pass catcher than Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman is not someone I'm trusting. Even he had 14 touches last week, only with Philip Lindsay being ejected in the first quarter. He's more touchdown and bust. Lindsay is someone I'm excited to see play this week. Yeah, uh, I'm a little lower on Lindsay than you are. Um, I feel like the the suspension is gonna have to eat into his time a little bit this week, just from a coaching standpoint. He's a undrafted rookie. You gotta. You got to at least, like, make him known a little bit. Like, you don't just do that and then get right back into your role. So That's a good point. That scares me off a little bit. So, I think I have Royce Freeman as my running back 28. Lindsey has 22. Excuse me, 24. So, I like Lindsey better. But I, I do like think Freeman that high. I think Freeman has good touchdown potential here. If he doesn't score a touchdown, I think he's a solid flex. Yeah, but I still think he, he could be a solid flex option. Let me ask you a question. Can this be a week where people are salivating on the waiver wire for Cortland Sutton. I just said I'm not uh, going to talk about Cortland Sutton because he's just, until he gets more involved, he's been... he's. But they are playing the Chiefs. He's been a darling for weeks now, and just, they are playing the Chiefs. Good for you if you somehow decide to start Cortland Sutton and it works out for you. I'm okay with stashing him. I think it's a good week. If you have an open spot, put him on your team because he might... Uh, Go off, and then people yeah. are going to look for him on the way. I mean, I stashed you Ridley. have him and offer you a trade. I stashed Ridley, and then last week happened, so I'm very happy about that. Yeah, exactly. 
So I just I don't see the targets really opening him up with DT and Sanders. If Keenum has to throw a lot, it's possible. Yep. Well, in future also, games. Also, by the way, Jake Butt is going to be out the year. I already said that. What were you doing while I was speaking? Did you? It's the last game. What are you, Timmy falling asleep or something? I was maybe I was zoned Kidding, out. Kidding, Tim. I, was I love you. Looking at the rankings. You're probably zoned out. You know, also zoned out. This podcast, but I'm bummed because it's over, folks. That wasn't good. Thanks for listening to our ex- one, one episode extend extension. Yes. This week. Next uh, week we'll be back to normal. We'll cover every single game. Well, we in, did that as well. In two episodes. Two episodes. Yeah. The waiver wire episode. Hope you guys like that. Maybe we'll do that more often. Let yeah, us if you know. liked it, holler at us. Let us know what you thought of it. If you want us to do it again, we'll try our best. Yeah. Um. Listen to it if you haven't yet. It's may, the most of the guys probably off the waiver wire now, but it's still very relevant what we, we say about them. We still talk about this week too. Uh, very relevant, inf- relevant information. You can see our rankings at brotofantasy.com. Brotofantasy.com, baby. That's right. And then this Exciting podcast stuff. you can find also at brotofantasy.com and at SoundCloud. But if you're listening, you already know that. We're at Broto Fantasy. I'm at Jason Petrop. At Mike underscore Petrop. At Tim Petrop is not here today. At Santa Studios is where we are recording. That's right. Thank you, ladies and gents. We will talk to you next week. Later.